Hey guys, it's Keon, and today I'm going to be talking about Hamza Chemaev, who is coming off a win against Kevin Holland at UFC 279. And very similar to Hamza's first four performances in the UFC, he absolutely dominated Kevin, and there was just really no hope for Kevin in this fight because he got taken down right away. Although he got up for a moment, he went down again, and then eventually Hamza locked up that Darce choke that finished the fight. And there's nothing really more to say about this performance it was picture perfect for Hamzat and it really showed that he is levels above most of these fighters right now but of course this win has had its controversy not specifically the win itself but all the factors outside of it of course Hamza wasn't even supposed to fight Kevin Holland on this night he was the main event and was supposed to go up against Nate Diaz and in a way I'm kind of happy that things played out in this way where Hamza was fighting Kevin instead because I thought Hamza was gonna absolutely obliterate Nate which wouldn't have been the nicest sight to see, especially with this being Nate's last fight with the UFC. But yeah, Hamzat, he missed weight by eight pounds, and then he had to take this catchweight fight against Kevin Holland instead. And in many ways, you can say that Kevin Holland was a tougher test than Nate Diaz. Because as tough as Nate Diaz is, I think Kevin is more skilled, and he's the younger fighter. And people were thinking, hey, he might be able to get the upset win over Hamzat. At least he has a better chance than Nate. But then, of course, that didn't happen. And this is what Hamzat had to do. Regardless of the opponent, he had to put on a statement and he put on a statement against Kevin Holland despite missing weight and despite becoming the villain of this entire weekend. But it's funny because I don't think Hamzat's stock dropped a bit. In fact, I feel like him becoming the heel was a good thing for his career. Because yes, we can root for Hamzat all we want and have him be the hero of the story, but there's something about his energy that fits so well as the bad guy. The way he goes off in his post-fight interviews after dominating his opponents is just so intense and then when you put on that villain image on top of all of that I just think it works perfectly so even though I feel like Hamzat lost a lot of respect for everything that went on during this fight week I still think his career is at an all-time high because when you're putting on performances like he did against Kevin Holland it's hard to deny that type of greatness whether you like the fighter or not so despite everything Hamzat is in a very good spot and even though he missed weight for this fight I could still see the UFC giving him a title shot because we've seen the guy make 170 before I don't think it was a matter of him not being able to make the weight apparently there was some issues with the weight cutting doctors told him to stop I don't even know the full details of this entire reason why he missed weight by so much but I don't think it's going to be a regular occurrence where it's like a Darren Till for example where the guy is trying to make 170 but it's just way too difficult I think Hamzat yes the cut to 170 is difficult for him but he can make it and even if he doesn't make it there's opportunities opportunities for him to move up to 185 and in my opinion I think moving up to 185 is the better move at this point for him because there's not as many strong wrestlers in that division compared to 170 so that's the thing I want to talk about what's next for Hamza now that he's in this spot where yes he's coming off of a win but he missed weight so should he stay at 170 or should he move up to 185 I think the clear answer from everyone is to stay at 170 because he is very close to a title shot there like I said I could see the UFC giving him a title shot despite him missing weight in this fight. I mean, they did the same with Darren Till after he missed weight against Steven Thompson. So why can't the same happen for Hamzat, who is a massive star right now? And if you were to capture a UFC championship, it would be huge for the promotion. And honestly, the time for him to capture that belt is best right now with Leon Edwards as the champion, a fighter who was supposed to fight Hamzat at 
one point, and I'm sure that a lot of people were picking Hamza to win that fight because as good as Leon Edwards is, he's not the greatest on the ground. Kamaru was controlling him very well on the ground in their second fight before the finish. So personally, I could see the same thing happening with Hamza, and I think he'd be able to avoid that one shot from Leon in order to impose his game and win. But I've said this before, I believe the trilogy fight between Kamaru and Leon is going to happen next. So with that having to play out, what's Hamza going to do in the meantime? And now we're back to people talking about Hamza fighting Kobe Covington, which in my opinion is the fight that makes sense right now. And it should have been the next fight for Hamza after he beat Gilbert Burns. And back to Hamza missing weight for this fight. I just feel like in a way I'm happy it happened, not only because the matchups worked out in favor for everyone aside from Lee Jing Liang, but I feel like Hamza missing weight like this in the way that he did was symbolic to how ridiculous the event was, specifically the main event between Hamzat and Nate as a five-rounder for no belts. And this was a pay-per-view main card. And I know Hamzat didn't do this maliciously or on purpose, but when he missed weight and was smiling, giving the fingers to everyone, I loved it. <laughs> you know, I really loved how he didn't care. And obviously, like I said, I don't think it was premeditated, but it put a smile on my face to see all this happen, which is why I find it hilarious that people are getting so upset with him right now, but it worked out for the best. But yeah, back to the entire fight with Kobe Covington. I don't even think this would have happened if this was the main event for this card. I truly believe Hamza would have been more serious about it. And when I say serious about it, I'm talking about him making weight because he knows him fighting Kobe is basically a title eliminator. And Kobe is a tough fight for anyone at welterweight due to how good he is with his wrestling. So stylistically, this would be such a great matchup because if none of them can impose their wrestling on the other, it's just basically going to be a back and forth on the feet, similar to when Kobe fought Kamaru. But of course, that fight didn't get made when everyone wanted it originally. And I just don't think it's going to be made even now after Hamzat defeated Kevin Holland. Kobe is avoiding this fight at all costs. And I understand that. It's a tough fight. And like many other fighters, they want to be calculated in who they're going to fight in order to not only win, but look good. And the chance of that happening for Kobe in a fight with Hamzat is low. It's very similar to Cyril Gon, who was very honest about, no, I don't want to fight Curtis Blades. That's not a smart fight to take. In a way, I kind of respect Cyril for doing that because everyone was thinking it and he was just saying the truth. I feel like the fighter coming out like that, full honesty about that's not a smart fight for me to take, is a way better look than a fighter who is not really addressing why they're not fighting this person. And that's what Kobe's doing right now. And like I said, I understand why he's doing it. But at this point, that's the only option for him that truly makes sense because he's calling out people like Dustin Poirier. That's how you know Kobe doesn't want to fight Hamza when he's calling out a lightweight. So even though all the stars align for that matchup to happen next, I don't think it's going to happen. So what should Hamza do in the meantime, since he has to wait for Kamaru and Leon to fight a third time? And at this point, I think he has to fight someone ranked below him. Honestly, I wouldn't even mind a rematch with him and Gilbert because their first fight was so competitive. But I don't think Hamza is down for a rematch with Gilbert at this point right now. And I understand it wouldn't really make sense. So if that's the case, the next best option is the winner between Bilal Muhammad and Sean Brady. I think whoever wins that fight can make the call out to Hamzat. And I think Hamzat would take it, honestly. And stylistically, I think it's a favorable fight for him because yes, Bilal and Sean are good on the ground, but I don't think they're as good as Hamzat personally. So I think that's the next best option for Hamzat if he doesn't want to wait around. Another thing he could do is move up to 185 and take some fights there. Honestly, I could see the US 
UFC making him do this as punishment for everything he's done this past fight week. I could see them being like, hey, if this guy's missing weight, we're going to put him in his suitable weight class. And I'm not saying they're going to keep him from fighting at 170, but I wouldn't be surprised if they gave him a matchup at 185 next. And honestly, in a time like this, where the 170 pound division is kind of stagnant, especially in the position that Hamzat's in, I think it's a good idea for him to not just wait around for everything to play out, but to move up to 185 and build his resume there and climb up the rankings there. After all, he's had two fights at middleweight already. And yes, they weren't against ranked opponents, but Hamzat has showed that he can actually be a threat at 185. Yes, the size advantage that he has at welterweight won't be there at middleweight, but I think his skill is going to be way more impactful at 185 compared to 170, specifically his wrestling. Hence why people were saying Hamzat is a huge threat to Israel, who's not a wrestler. And to be honest, stylistically, I agree with that. That's not a good fight for Israel. And if Hamzat is able to close the distance like he did against Kevin Holland, it's going to be not only a bad night for Israel Adesanya if they fight, but for any fighter. Like the way Hamzat just rushed Kevin in this fight was terrifying. How do you even stop something like that? And I think that's the exciting thing about all this. How do you stop something like that if you're not good on the ground? See, the reason Gilbert was able to find success was because Hamzat didn't want to have to deal with his jiu-jitsu on the ground. But honestly, even with that, I feel like Hamzat's entire mentality has changed from that Gilbert fight because he realized himself he made mistakes. And I don't think Hamzat's the type of person to make those mistakes again. And it really showed in this Kevin Holland fight who, yes, is no Gilbert Burns and is uh, decreasing competition. But I just see Hamzat as the type of guy to have learned from his mistakes and become an even better fighter. And last night really proved that. So back at middleweight, obviously Hamzat's not going to be getting an immediate title shot there. But in my opinion, I think he is one or two good wins away from that. Someone at the post-fight press conference asked him about Robert Whitaker, And oh man, what a fight that would be. And respect to Hamzat because he recognizes how tough and good Robert Whitaker is. And as much as I'm a fan of Robert, I would love to see this matchup with Hamzat, even though it won't be the most favorable for him stylistically. But toughness and everywhere else, Robert is going to be a tough test for Hamzat, of course. And with Robert just coming off of a win against Marvin Vittori, that fight kind of makes sense at this point, especially with Robert down 0-2 to the champion Israel Adesanya. He's not going to be getting a title shot anytime soon with Israel as the champion. So in the meantime, he's going to have to fight some other fighters. But with him basically beating everyone at middleweight aside from Israel, it's hard to find matchups for Robert at this point. But if Hamza was to move up, it would make a lot of sense, in my opinion, for him to take that fight. And at this point for Hamza, I feel like if he moves up to 185, he could be getting a top 10, top five opponent right away. And of course, another potential matchup that I want to talk about is one between Hamza Chemaev and Paulo Costa, a beef that no one expected, but we're not upset that it happened because these two were going back and forth during fight week, specifically that video of them just talking shit to each other. More so Hamza talking shit to Paulo. I know Paulo said something to have triggered that, but it was a big moment and it really got people excited for them to potentially fight in the future. And hey, right now, it just seems like it's the perfect time for that. And once again, stylistically for Hamzat, it's a favorable fight for him because Paulo is not the greatest on the ground. He could hold his own, of course, but when you're fighting someone like Hamzat, it's going to be difficult to compete with him. The biggest advantage I would say Paulo has in that matchup is the size, but I just don't think that would be enough for someone like Hamzat. So if I were Hamzat Chimaev, the best option right now would obviously be Kobe Covington, but it's an option that I just don't see happening due to Kobe 
not wanting to take that fight. So instead of Hamza just waiting around for the 170 division to get moving again, I say he returns to 185 and either fights Paulo Costa or Robert Whitaker. But what do you think? What's next for Hamza Chimaev? And do you think he'll become a UFC champion by next year? But that's a lot for now, so I'll see you in my next one.